sorry, that just that just sort of happened. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for for meeting with me. I really really appreciate it. I've been such a fan of your work for so long, and so it just really worked out that the the program asked us to to talk to people who we really admire. Oh, thank you. Well, I really appreciate you reaching out to me, and I see that I'm in such good company on the um, the SoundCloud website. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, I just just before we start, I just want to let you know what we'll do. This is being um, recorded for like the freeconferencing.com uh, app. Um, so sure. when you're not being when you're not speaking, I think that they want you to keep your um, microphone on mute. Just uh, okay. FYI, uh, which is kind of awkward, okay. but I think we'll get through it. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so yeah, so I guess what I wanted to part of the part of the program really is that we're diving into how. Uh, social media can affect our projects. And my project, I can give you just like a, a quick um, rundown of what I'm working on, um, as I'd love to get your thoughts and ideas. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the National Great Blacks and Wax Museum in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, it is like one of the oldest African-American culture museums in the country. Um, but what I'm doing is I'm creating um, sort of an e-commerce platform for them because their gift shop is a, is a huge draw. And that e-commerce platform um, will revolve around like sort of culturally aware and um, sort of civil rights infused merchandise um, that reflects the collection. Um, so social media will be super important for us. But I really wanted to speak to you about the work that you've done um, because it's so impressive and, and get a better sense of, of what it is to work in social media with museums. Okay, sure. Um, so I guess the first question is, well, one, I'm a huge fan of your work, but I was wondering how were you able to tie in like different pop culture events um, and uh, like sort of media events with your work at LACMA? I know I remember your partnership with Disney. I guess it was a partnership. I'm not quite sure um, mm -hmm. for Beauty and the Beast. And I was curious how all of that came about. Well, that was a collaboration, and I believe that Disney reached out to us. Someone in their digital department was interested in our Snapchat strategy, and um, as you may know, um, Bob Iger is on the board at LACMA, so there's a tie-in there as well. And so they, um, they reached out to us, and they asked us to brainstorm about some possible collaborations, and we landed on – the Beauty and the Beast storyline to do the whole um, the whole story of Beauty and the Beast from beginning to end as illustrated by LACMA artwork. That's amazing. So was was it something where you felt like the collection really paired well with that storyline or that the story itself could be told in like an unconventional way? Both. Um, we chose Beauty and the Beast out of several options because we had a lot of artworks in the collection that really matched the storyline, and um, we were able to kind of get get a jump on that project um, above and beyond a couple of the other ideas that we had. So it worked out really well to pair, uh, for instance, stained glass or you know paintings that there was even a painting that a woman was. Uh, wearing a blue apron and looked like Belle exactly in the painting, so we didn't even have to do any overdrawing on it. It was really, really interesting and cool. That's really inspirational because I, I, you know, I don't know how many museums can boast 
having Bob Iger on their on their board. So that, that really comes in handy. Um, well, you spoke about your social media strategy and <clears throat> specifically the Snapchat strategy for LACMA. Can you speak a little bit more to that, how that was formed and how you were able to really translate the museum's identity to different social media platforms? Um, sorry, can you repeat your question? Yeah, I was just wondering how you were able to translate like the museum's identity to different social media platforms, whether it's Snapchat or Instagram. Um, you spoke about you having a strategy behind that, and I was just curious how that strategy came about. Um, well, actually, I wasn't the originator of the strategy. I took on the role of social media manager um, after a woman named Marisa lerman Yoz, and she was the one who originated the idea of pairing pop culture and song lyrics and things like that with the LACMA's collection. And I just um, took the reins of the social media manager role, and I ran with it. And um, some new developments in Snapchat's functionality, for instance, the story feature, enabled me to do more than just one slide at a time. So I, I started to do longer songs and longer storylines. And um, I just think that the reason that it works so well, or the reason that um, I continued on that strategy was because it was working so well and our audience was really enjoying it. We got a lot of great feedback from people in the direct messages and on Twitter and Instagram. And so uh, LACMA was getting a lot of buzz around that strategy from the from the very beginning and um once i took the helm it started to even launch even higher um, in terms of getting press and different um, news outlets and magazines that wanted to interview me about lack of strategy and different opportunities for collaborations such as the disney one that you mentioned and we also collaborated with buzzfeed um and uh, Huffington Post, among others. So, um, you See, know, that's, it's, that's, it's yeah. working well. You keep going. Exactly. Yeah. Don't mess with success. Yeah. I think that's that's so smart. What what advice would you give for museums who, um, you know, want to bust into sort of new platforms like Snapchat? Right now, I think is obviously going through its own issues, um, but it's still very much alive and well. Um, mm -hmm. how, how do you think museums can really try out new platforms, new social media platforms, um, and still maintain a consistent message? Well, I think in terms of social media technology and different applications, different functionality, um, it is a lot of trial and error. It is a lot of experimentation. And so I would encourage museums to be on the lookout for new um, software and new applications that come out and just check against whether that um, new software or program or application um, really fits in line with your communication strategy. So as far as Snapchat was concerned, it was a perfect pairing of image and text in short format, and the audience on Snapchat was a younger demographic that uh, LACMA was hoping to reach. So um, it, it sort of fit in line with the communication strategy that LACMA had already uh, put in place, and um, the functionality of Snapchat just fit perfectly with the content. So I would say for 
my advice for museums would be to um, to just look at the content that you have and how it might work and, and how you might tailor it towards some of the new uh, technology that comes out. Um, experiment with it. Try it out. It's not a big problem if it's not super successful. It's just, you know, you tried and you can either decide to stop or if it is successful, continue and build upon your um, your creativity there. And I think it's really a matter of thinking outside the box and just seeing how the different tools can um, can amplify your messaging. Yeah, that's, and I, I have think to that's... correct myself before we continue. I have to correct myself. Bob Iger is actually married to one of the trustees at LACMA, Willow Bay. So she's he's not on the board, but Willow Bay is. So I just had to clarify that. I'm sorry. I just oh no, I'm glad. That's so funny that you said that because I was I was just about to ask. Uh, I thought that he was re- yeah had a relationship or something to the museum. Mother. That's great. No, don't worry. We won't hold you to it or print it or anything crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, well, see, that's it's interesting that you said that about um, sort of taking a look at your uh, visitor and u- user goals um, and applying that to your social media strategy. You spoke a lot about um, having that LACMA wanted to reach out to a younger audience, which I think it seems like is the overwhelming trend within museums in general. Um, but how do you have you seen or how do you see um, using social media to engage like traditional museum goers um, who might be of an older demographic. Have you seen much success with that or, or is that something that may not be a priority? Um, It's certainly a priority and um, you know, you go to where your audience is. So on social media, the audience spans various networks such as Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, Tumblr, and, um, some of those do enable you to look deeper into the demographics data of your followers. And, um, you know, in general, you can always look at the overall demographics of the platform. And so, um, you know, on Facebook, we definitely saw ourselves reaching a a bit of an older um, traditional museum goer type audience. Um, In addition to, you know, a younger range on the other platforms. So it was really, um, it's really important to pay attention to where you're finding or where your audience is and, and who your audience is on the various platforms so that you can target um, those demographics accordingly. Sorry, my mute button wouldn't undo. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's very interesting because I feel like uh, it seems to me that a number of museums really rely heavily on Facebook. And I get, for me personally, I tend to get frustrated if I see a museum with great content um, only relying on the Facebook on their Facebook page and not really taking chances. And so I was wondering, what do you think are some of the biggest mistakes that you think some museums are making when it comes to social media strategy? Um, I don't want to criticize my colleagues, but I will say that one um, one thing that I have seen in the past that I would caution against is posting the same content to various platforms without tailoring it to their specific functionality. So um, while it is important to to uh, broadcast your message across platforms, you always want to write the messaging 
according to that platform's functionality. So, for instance, you can tag accounts on Facebook, but you have to at reply accounts on Twitter and Instagram. You can share links on Facebook and Twitter, but not on Instagram. So um, I think it really is important to tailor the content to the specific platform. And even if you have the same, um, you know, the same item, you want to kind of vary the language and vary perhaps in the image if you have a few images to choose from. And I think it looks and um, feels more organic when you post uh, when you post content that's tailored to each platform rather than um, posting like one sentence that goes across all three platforms but doesn't use that functionality to its, to its advantage. Right. Right. Yeah. And I, I also think... would say like doing the same content on the same day across platforms is not necessarily the best practice. I would, I would also say varying your content plan that during the week and having, you know, three posts on Facebook one day and then post about that same content a different day on Twitter and Instagram. Right. So like even being just more deliberate about the way that you actually distribute the content is just as important as the content itself sometimes. Absolutely. Um, I'm fortunate to have worked in two major museums in the country and they uh, there was no lack of amazing content with their collections being over 200,000 to 1 million objects. So there was never a lack of content and it was always about strategizing on what content is going to perform well and when and on what platform. That's interesting. Yeah. So your work with the Met, that was before LACMA, correct? And so how did yep. you find working there? I mean, it, to me, the Met is absolutely everything. So, and that seems so overwhelming, um, being able to devise, devise um, a consistent strategy. Um, how did you find it there? I mean, I've, I'm very fortunate, like I said, because it was a dream job to start out at the Met and um, in my career in museums. And I started out doing imaging and email marketing, so there was a lot of content marketing in my job that um, we would, you know, write about the exhibitions and the collections and, um, you know, give the Mets audience a deeper look into some things through email. And so when I translated into or transferred into the social media realm, it was all about that content marketing again. And um, I used a lot of different uh, strategies to inform my uh, or I, my, sorry, does this get cut? Or? <laughs> no, don't even worry. No, this is totally, it's not like, you know, we're not going to broadcast it anywhere crazy or anything. This sounds, you sound amazing. Oh, thank you. Okay. If I'm quiet, so I'll say that I, I worked with my notes. manager. I'm sorry, go ahead. I said, if I'm quiet, it's because I'm on mute and taking notes. Oh, good. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> I was going to say I worked with my manager at LACMA to de define the or at my manager at the Met to define the social media strategy, and it was really about tailoring that content to the various platforms and prioritizing different aspects of the content. So there was always exhibitions to promote, events and programs, and the permanent collection, and so we tried to get a good balance there and and showcase those various. Uh, types of content across the different platforms that the Met used. Um, one thing that was um, sort of close to my heart was Pinterest, and the Met had a big presence on Pinterest with 
um, you know, more than 20 boards at the time that I was working there. And it was so much fun to go and look for artworks that matched the categories that we had defined on Pinterest. And um, we had a blast doing that. So that's one of the highlights of my social media career at the Met. Oh, see, that's amazing because I I work in, uh, you know, when I'm not doing school, um, I work at a women's uh, lifestyle site, a digital media site called Brit & Co., and um, we're, like, really heavy into Pinterest. Um, and I've always sort of said I, I'm surprised that more museums don't leverage Pinterest um, in order to, like, broaden their audience or to um, sort of dive into be accessible through bigger trends. Um, have you Do you think Pinterest is a great platform for museums? I, I tend to think that most museums don't use it. I think it's a fantastic platform for museums. And I was just at a lecture recently that said Pinterest is still one of the fastest or one of the, the uh, most consistently growing social networks um, as compared to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. So um, it is interesting to see that the 